0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I wake up in
1: the morning. This time I see another day, and the dark won't change the way I feel. This is real.
0: Welcome to the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one way street. So please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. So you came up with a very good topic, um, especially in political times such as these. Um, wow, and I yes. don't even know if that was part of your thinking there, but <laughs> I, I agree with you. There's, there's healthy arguments, and then there's unhealthy arguing, you know? And I think uh, for everybody to know the difference so that they don't participate in the unhealthy kind, if at all possible, and can kind of see it coming, maybe... And right. yeah, and then avoid it and then not get stressed out.
2: <laughs> right. Um, you have to know when to stop. Sometimes, um, you know, it starts and you can, you know, when it's becoming unhealthy. And sometimes it's what the other person says. And I think for yourself, it's really knowing how you're starting to feel. If mm-hmm. you. Um, start to feel as though you've got to defend yourself more mm-hmm. you've got to raise your voice higher than the other person you've got to speak faster you've either got to throw out some really big fancy words that the other person's not going to get or you've got to start throwing curse words in there I mean, oh, there are oh, a lot good. of <laughs> signs that gives yeah. you stopping points for yourself right um, so you have to you know so hopefully today we can talk about um, how to have an argument with a reasonable person, and mm-hmm. how to have an um, argument with um, a person that's not so reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I um, are, are you ready? Are we ready?
0: I am ready. That was okay. kind of the intro. So, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs>
2: awesome. So, um, I wanted to start with one thing, um, which I thought was interesting, and I really didn't think about till um, mm-hmm. after the fact. But, what is a definition of a reasonable person? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when we say having an argument with a reasonable person, that person who's listening, who's like, okay, how do I do this? They may feel as though they're being a reasonable person, or that they're normally a reasonable person when they really are not. Mm-hmm. So, definition of a reasonable person—I had to look this up too. This is Webster. <laughs> this is Webster. So, um, having sound judgment, being fair and sensible. So that makes sense, right? Yeah, I think I think that's that's really cool, but. It still is subjective, like
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know what is sound judgment. I feel as though decisions I make are pretty sound, right? Right. I try to base it on fact and right. um, beliefs and put your faith into it. And um, mm-hmm. but everyone is their own person, mm-hmm. um, and then someone being fair and sensible, um, you may think it's fair that um, you go first and then I go second, and I may think <laughs> it's fair, you know, the the other way around. So it, you right. know, it just depends. Um, so that it's gonna be I think it's gonna be an interesting discussion today, um, as we talk about um stuff. Now would be a good time to have people really write in and um ask questions and um you know, I wish I could hear their hear their voices and yeah. um, ask put some questions there because I think it's gonna be interesting to really kind of um, maybe get some feedback and see what's, you know, what's fair and what's sensible. Um,
0: One of knows. these days, we need to figure out yeah. how to incorporate a stream audience, whether it's yeah. Stream with the Dot or Periscope. And yes. um, and so, because Jake and I had a really good crowd yesterday for Waxing Cinematic, and mm-hmm. we had easily a dozen to two dozen new people that we'd never seen. And, you know, they come up with the, awesome. the strangest um, uh, names, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> for themselves. And some oh. of them, I, it's... Letters and numbers, and i 'm just making up my interpretation and there was one that almost sounded like first name was was Latin with some numbers mixed in, and then it went Spanish for the the second half after the underscore so but um, but it was cool in that they could participate and Um, And I I think that would really be cool, almost like a a listening audience for the radio, people calling in and asking questions. And so I'm going to try to work out the particulars of that, because that would be fun. Um, The one quote that came to my mind uh, right after you told me what the topic was going to be was Plato's quote, wise men speak because they have something to say, fools because they have to say something.
2: Because they have, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that further defines reasonable versus unreasonable, right? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And two, I think, you know, depending on where people are, uh, you know, where they grew up, because I know my relatives up, uh, you know, like Philadelphia and New York, they're loud. You know what I mean? And I think my mom's side of the family being more or less the Southerners and much more soft-spoken. And and they they don't know how to take these loud Yankees, you know? And they don't mean anything. They'll love you just as loud as they are. But, um, you know, sometimes – and then, you know, the profanity, which they don't even hear. It's like that quote from uh, The Big Lebowski where – Uh, the cowboy asks the dude why he has to swear so much. And anyway, that's a funny scene, but yeah, I think, um, there, you know, so it comes, it's all up for interpretation and, and I, you've been all around the world. So, you know, how different, um, you know, people from, they all have different flavors and they all have different ways of expressing themselves, whether it's, uh, physically loud or verbally loud or mute all the way across the board. Exactly.
2: So, very interesting, very interesting indeed. Um, <laughs> but I, I really, really like that. I'm going to use that quote all throughout the day today. <laughs>
0: okay, sounds good.
2: I, I There's a lot of ways to use it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Plato was pretty smart. You know, yes. I don't think he was a reasonable guy, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, a reasonable guy.
0: So,
2: very interesting. Um, so, okay, so then do you have um, an example you would like to give out?
0: Do um, you know? A, I don't, I think one of the things that I've observed over, um, you know, my almost 50 years um, is that people who are very confident in what they believe, and especially if it's uh, like a religious topic – they're much more. They're they're softer with it all, and they'll listen to what you have to say. I think computers, politics, they all kind of fall in line too. Um, you know, software. There's so many different things to have opinions about. Or you know, was Ben Affleck good as Batman, or was Suicide Squad worse than Batman versus Superman? You know, and everybody has a right to their opinion and views. But I think those who are just you know, uh, I I liked. R two D two because he reminded me of a trash can. No, I liked R two D two because he had so much energy and personality. And so these two people who both liked R two D two, they don't have to argue it out. But someone who would say that was the dumbest thing. Why would you not just have a little flash drive? You know, why would you put you, the Death Star plans into this this huge trash can on wheels? You know what I mean? So it's- then, it, but when you hit politics and people have such strong views, especially you know now when we're looking at you know is it uh, Trump. or Hillary or, you know, which view of God, you know, who is right and who is wrong and and, uh, which... You know, that 's an endless debate, but if we 'll all listen we 'll see how much alike we are versus when we yell and scream, we see how different we are, and that we really don't uh you know and and I think that's what brands um you know specific people or religions or groups or whatever is ah oh, they 're just awful they 're nasty they they don't want to have anything to do with us, and they don't look just like you're saying, we all feel like we 're reasonable at times when maybe we 're not being reasonable, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I, I guess those are kind of the, um, you know, the things that kind of came to mind. And two, I guess you don't want to argue when you're angry. You would rather, because really I think argue by definition is to um, take a point and try to convince somebody of it. And it doesn't say raise volume to 11, yell, scream, and be profane, throw books and, and breakables, right? <laughs> right, Exactly.
2: Well, I think a um, um, healthy way to have an argument, um, a lot of people, I've heard, I heard some people say, you know, the best way to have an argument is not to call it an argument. Defining it something else really doesn't change it. It's still an argument. You can call it a disagreement. Um, you can call we're trying to work through things. Because I've seen couples um, have um, arguments and yeah. um the wife would say, well, why are you arguing? Or the husband would say, why are you arguing? And the other person says, well, I'm not arguing. We're having a disagreement. She says, no, this is an argument. Right. Because I'm trying to prove a point. You're trying to prove a point. Um, it becomes an argument when a disagreement means I don't agree with what you're saying. I mm-hmm. understand what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. I'm mm-hmm. seeing it differently than you. So my reasonable person perspective is different from your reasonable person perspective. And then we accept that. Like you agree to disagree and and you move on, and, you know, you just don't talk about that because we're not going to really come to, you know, an agreement on it. We disagree. An argument is you're wrong, I'm right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I want to talk until I'm blue in the face Mm -hmm. until you agree that you're wrong and I'm right.
0: Which that's a surrender. That's not really (laughs) acknowledging that you had any good talking points. It's like, you know what, I... I'm going to go grab a beer and I'm going to bed, right? Something like that versus, yeah. you know. And so, how do you detach and look at things logically so that? Um, you know, if Michelle and I or uh, Jake and I are having a, a discussion about something and you know maybe I feel like my view is logical and maybe theirs is much more emotional or vice versa, how do you detach and look at it logically point by point and actually give each one of their um, their points a fair shake?
2: You actually have to say to yourself, you don't have to say it out loud, but you do have to say it yourself, and sometimes it's difficult in the middle of the argument, what am I getting out of this? I'm trying to prove a point to them. I <laughs> mm-hmm. want them to agree with me and understand what I'm saying. If they don't, because they may not, what am I getting out of it? Why am I arguing about it? Um, mm-hmm. Do I care more about this person than I do about the topic that we're discussing? Um, and it's different between being a matter of life and death or a matter of right. you know, production done or not or Or, you know, how the character or the actor is going to come out. And that's a whole different thing. But if you're having... Arguments are usually idiotic things. Arguments are not not normally, um, you know, life-changing things. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't have an argument about whether or not you want to have a baby and your wife doesn't. That's a disagreement. Um,
0: <laughs> right so
2: an argument you know when you're looking at this, is we're having an argument I'm saying that I want to go out whether it's raining or not right. and my husband's saying we're not going to go out because it's thundering and lightning and wh- why Why do we even need to go out you have to ask sure. yourself what are you getting out of that we're going to go out and we're going to do, do what
1: mm-hmm.
2: you're going to be soaked you probably forget your umbrella it's just going to be a mess <laughs> And the right. other person is going to be frustrated, and it's not going to be a pleasant thing. So you, when you determine, you know, what are you going to get out of it when you win? Because, you know, sometimes to win an argument means the other person really does surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people say, well, forget it. You know what? You're right. It's over. And then what happens? If mm-hmm. you're a reasonable person, you say, oh, no, 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 it's okay. You're mm-hmm. right. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and if you know that you're going to fold, if, you know, after they fold... Um, it just really wasn't an argument. It just, you didn't need to have that argument. Right. Um, because you end up saying hurt things and, um, you know, not being able to take them back. Because once they come out, that's how you truly feel. People, You can tell people, oh, I was just angry. I was just oh. upset. They're going right. to think that's how you feel. So right. one way to have an argument um, is to turn it into a disagreement. Find mm-hmm. your common ground and then be able to talk about it rationally. Mm-hmm. Because if you argue about something, you're really trying to convince the other person Whatever your thoughts are, are the ones that are factual, and they may feel a different way for a different reason. So, if both people say, "I'm going to concede," um, that's their perspective. That's how they see things, and I'm going to go with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, it's interesting when you brought up politics. That's like the best example of a good argument. <laughs> ever. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, say you have this Hillary supporter and you have this Trump supporter.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And the Trump supporter is saying, you know, the argument is that everything that Trump says is, is good. I like his policies. I like this, 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 and this, all of that. And then the Hillary supporter obviously is just saying, well, you're an idiot, you're not listening to him. He's not saying anything. <laughs> he's, he's this, that, and the other, and all sorts of stuff. Well, you know what? Hillary's supporter is not going to vote for Trump, and Trump's supporter is not going to vote for Hillary. So why are they having an argument? Right. <laughs> are you really trying to convince the other person that you're right? And if you do, what are they going to do? you think they're going to switch and vote for the other person, the other candidate? No, they're not. Mm-hmm. So that's an argument that doesn't need to have. I mean, right. I see it online all the time. People are fighting, and they're calling each other. These people, they don't know each other. Right. <laughs> they're calling <laughs> each other names. Right. Um, you're an idiot. You're, you're, you know, you you bought that. You you know, he's making a fool out of you. She's making a fool out of you. It just goes back and forth. And I'm always jumping there with my little comment. Nobody knows who I am either, going, what are you guys talking about? <laughs>
1: like,
2: why are you calling each other names? It makes absolutely no sense. So at the time that when you have yourself so invested in, in this case, someone else, not even in your, yourself, because these mm-hmm. people don't know you, they don't care anything about you, um, you have yourself so invested in, in them and their stuff. And it brings up so many hurt feelings about yourself. You have to say, where does this come from? Why am I trying to fight this argument? What point am I trying to prove?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: that's how you stop, stop having an argument with an unreasonable person. One, don't engage in it. To trying to see what it is you're trying to get out of it. If you're not getting anything out of it, you really are not, um, then you move on. Um, Mm -hmm. Arguments are something that I think people... People say, oh, there's healthy arguments. No, there's healthy disagreements. Mm -hmm. And arguments leads to fights. And fights leads to poor choice of words and actions that cause harm to other people.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Especially on social media.
2: Especially (laughs) (laughs) especially on social media. So I think it's important for people... um, if you are having an argument with a, uh, a reasonable person, mm-hmm. that person will understand where you're coming from and then say, let's just agree to disagree. Because if it's a reasonable person, you're mm-hmm. not going to convince them that they're wrong and you're right. Right. But they will understand where you're coming from and why. And, you know, I, I think. think- yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying at some point in the conversation, ask that person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand why I feel this way? Mm -hmm. If they say yes, that really is the end of it.
0: Mm -hmm. They don't have to agree, but do they understand? And I think, too, a lot of times people have more in common than they actually think because someone will say, you know, that they'll label things. And and they mean it the same way you're meaning it. It's it's almost like you ever played Mad Gabs? Yes mm-hmm. it is a fun game, but it's infuriating at times when they say exactly what you know is yes. on your card, but yet they don't realize it And so I think that happens a lot in arguments where um, someone will say, well, you know this is uh, you know aqua or whatever and I'm just like, well actually it has more green than blue or blue than green or whatever and really, who gives a crap? That's based on perspective. Uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yet, you know, we're so it's not like we're saying it's uh, heliotrope or plaid or some off the wall red. You know, we're actually on the same page and there's no need to argue about certain things. And um, but, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to faith and politics, we can be, I think you can be conservative and some people will call you liberal, Mm -hmm. even though you don't see yourself that way and vice versa. Um, I know over the years I've had people make those comments where it's like, wow, you're so liberal. Well, but why don't you ask me how I feel about this one thing, you know, (laughs) and then I'm very conservative. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, and I agree with you when, when you, if you really love somebody, whether it's a romantic love or, or family brother Sister, kind of thing, even if they're chosen siblings like Vanel. Um, if you really love them, then you know, you may disagree on something, but you're just like you said earlier, you're just going to agree to disagree and move forward. Unless it's, you know, I really don't see a problem with running with scissors, but Vanel may say, No, you're an idiot, you know what I mean? And then, like you say, that's life or death. That's a good point, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, well, I haven't heard that term in a long time. <laughs>
0: Right with the scissors. In in the South we still have those issues. So. <laughs> yes. That is
2: funny. Yes. You know, I I think um one I one thing the one point I wanted to make when you were talking about um you know, when you care about someone and you um and you can clearly see you guys really on the same page and mm-hmm. you know, what's the what's the point of doing this argument? Well, I was thinking like you know you are arguing arguing with a person that is not a reasonable person. When you say to them, you know what, I understand what you're saying, um, and I agree with you, and we're saying the same thing, let's just agree to disagree. And they're like, "Uh uh-uh, no, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They can't accept that. They don't want that argument to be over. And that Mm -hmm. goes back to your quote. Um, Somebody always has something to say, Mm
1: -hmm. always
2: wanting to have the last word, always wanting to win. And when you give in, if you give in too soon, and they're not done arguing, and they think that you're... um, um, you know, at some point I mean making some kind of a, poking fun at them somehow um by that's saying, right. Okay, okay, you're right. They won't give in. They mm-hmm. won't give up. That's 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 an unreasonable person and you have to find a way to get out of that um that right. situation in a healthy way, because that's an unhealthy um situation. Because I know a lot of people I've I've heard had you know, males and females say, Well, even when I want to stop the argument and I said, Okay, I understand where they're Coming from once I said it out loud, it escalates the argument. Oh, right, it becomes worse um, mm-hmm. because yeah, they think that you're being condescending, and yeah, <laughs> you know, they take offense to that. So there's another argument. Right.
0: Um, well, what about so, how do you deal with the people who their self worth comes from winning arguments, no matter how pointless? How do you deal with someone who is just simply walking into the room to say something off the wall and then argue it? And then when they start going in circles and you're just like, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave. No, no, we've got to settle this. No, we don't, bud, because you, you've you're repeated yourself. This is the third cycle and, and you're not listening to anybody. And, you know, so how do you how do you throw a monkey wrench into their gears so you can escape the room?
2: Well, you know, I always say that there um, are a lot of unsafe people in the world. That w- that personality I would consider an unsafe one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think it's important to um, exit. And you have to say to that person, you know what, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I may not necessarily be with you, but I get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and you're
2: right. And you're, you have to, you know... I think, say to yourself that you don't have to win whatever that argument, that disagreement is. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be able to be okay, Mm -hmm. even if you know 100% sure that you're right and this person is off the rocker, you have to let them take that. Because people become uh, violent. You know, that's the world Mm -hmm. we live in. You have to be very careful Mm -hmm. uh, in remaining in an argument too long and pushing the buttons from someone whose buttons are easily pushed or whose buttons were already pushed before they approach you and you're the last person. Um, <laughs> right. So you don't want that situation to get in it. But you, ha- you have to bow out. You mm-hmm. have to find a healthy way to bow out. And I, I think one healthy way in uh, talking to a person is say, you know what, you're absolutely, you're right. Uh, I may not agree with it, but I totally understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not engage in that. You, you need to walk away from that and not engage in that argument. Um, and it's unfortunate because that person normally will find someone or is not able to do that and remain mm-hmm. in an argument with them. Um, and like you said, it's not that they really want people to agree with them, they just want to argue mm-hmm. for sake. It's not a reasonable person. It's not that person is not a reasonable person. So mm-hmm. people need to walk away from that and just let that be. So I think we we'll get caught up with trying to we wanna help people. Mm-hmm. We want to convince them that what they're thinking or how they're thinking is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um. so we want to teach them, no, this is, this is what you should be thinking, or this is how you should be thinking, and this is what you should be doing. And, um, most of the time, they're adults, and they're not going to get it from you if they've never gotten it before. So mm-hmm. It's a responsibility. So.
0: And I think there's a lot of people who are rightfully angry at a group of people, or the government, or whoever. I mean, right. I understand some people's frustration, although... It's, you know, the old saying, you have to, you know, before you judge somebody, you know, walk a mile in their shoes. But Mm -hmm. even that is not going to truly give you the perspective of what has happened. You know, you may be angry at the government, but there was no way around the this particular thing or they're angry at their local government or a neighbor who, you know, cut down all the trees in their yard and now the sunlight hits my house and I'm angry about it but right. they they didn't want the tree to fall and kill somebody or destroy their own house i mean, you know, but but you have these people that just get so wound up and they just want to lead that angry mob. And as you said, I mean some of these people you just cannot say anything to, you cannot diffuse it. Um, you know, you just have to walk away and not be a part of it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a scary situation um, because situations like that, like uh, people with road rage where you actually have had no uh, conversation with them, you haven't said or done anything, Mm to really make them angry. It's just that they were already upset. They were already angry. Mm -hmm. you are on the road. um, You fail to signal or, or, you know, cut them off somehow. Right. Now you were, you know, on the end of that. And so that's a, that's a scary situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so people have to be, you know, you have to be careful. And you have to be mindful uh, when you can make healthy choices, to make healthy choices. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that's really annoying when people are upset and angry, whether you did something to them or not, um, and help you move away from that that dangerous situation. Because, uh, unfortunately, arguments can end up being very dangerous situations.
0: hmm Um, one thing I was going to ask about was, you know being a good listener i think is important to stay away from arguments and mm-hmm. keep things just you know we're we're talking um conversations we're we're discussing something and but at what point do you um uh, because i've also noticed and i i tend to do this too you know like if someone is not listening to me i will raise my volume and you've met me before i i can i'm just naturally loud so when i turn my volume up to 11 yeah people are listening, but, you know, but it's one of those things where I try to listen to whoever is, you know, has an issue, whether it's, you know, at work or whether it's at home or just out in public. And, um, you know, so it's, but at what point is it to the point where you're just like, you know what, I've listened to all your points. I've listened to everything and I'm not going to listen anymore. Now it's your turn to, to hear what I have to say about it. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you flip that? How do you put it back into, you know, because more or less you've, you're letting someone else have the ball, run around with it on the field, and then it's time for you to take the ball and hopefully get a touchdown with it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, is your question geared to um, how do you make that transition and then how do you make sure they're listening to you?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You have to, one, know that you're talking to a reasonable person. You mm-hmm. guys have to, <laughs> yeah, because people, sometimes people are not going to let, okay, here's my point, now let me hear what you got to say, and then, like, it's your mm-hmm. turn. That's that's not an argument. Right. <laughs> that's a conversation.
0: Right. So, right. That's a good,
2: that's a good, healthy conversation.
0: Right. Um,
2: but if you are um uh, having this um argument with uh, an unreasonable person, mm-hmm. they're not going to just let you have your turn. Your turn is saying yes, <laughs> I agree with you. Right. That's your <laughs> that's your turn. Um, right. So you know, arguments are um. They don't get you very far. Um, nothing really resolved out of it, except for a bunch of hurt feelings. And and you'll see when you have an argument, it's over. You come back a day or two later, and you're apologizing, um, unless you're that person saying, "I do you know, I'm really sorry about what happened. I apologize, but do you understand where I was coming from? <laughs> do you understand what I was trying to say?" <laughs> Next you Right. Know you're right.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. But um,
2: but. If, if your question is geared around, uh, okay, I'm going to hear what they have to say, then it's my turn, mm-hmm. you're having a healthy conversation, a possible disagreement, um, and then you just say what you need to say. But if the person is unreasonable and they're just going on and on and you're waiting for your turn
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then it doesn't really happen, uh, you have to say, how important is this? Mm-hmm. Um, because you may not get a turn. Uh, or your term may be cut short because you didn't say what that person wanted or expected or needed you to say. Um, you have to be able to buy, bow out. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I always say, "Is this going to matter to me tomorrow?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Is this going to matter to me five years from now? Mm-hmm. Um, what's going to be the point? Does this person even matter to me?"
0: <laughs> Very, uh, that's right too.
2: You know, and um, because there's nothing worse than having an argument. With someone you really don't care if mm-hmm. they get it or not. Right. If you can say this is an unreasonable person, I'm never going to see them again. I'm. I don't care.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like if you if you're uh, standing in line at a grocery store and someone cuts in line in front of you, really, mm-hmm. you're gonna have an argument with that person. Right. Clearly, they must be in a hurry. Let them go ahead and do mm-hmm. what they need to do,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then just wait your turn. You have to choose your art. Like I said, pick your fights. You know, mm-hmm. choose your argument. But I've seen a couple of times someone cut in front of someone else. Someone says, what are you doing? The line's back there. Get in the back. And the right. other person oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you standing there. Don't you have eyes? You don't see me <laughs> you don't see me. What do you mean you don't see me standing here? And, then, you know, other person says, I'm really sorry. I really didn't see you. Just get to the back of the line. I'm <laughs> going to the back of the line. I'm already up here now, you know. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, my God. My food is already on the conveyor belt, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. As far
2: as it's just one, one of those things. So, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I love the term, it's Okay. Uh-huh. someone cuts you off and then they realize they cut you off go, right. like, oh, I'm sorry I'm like it's okay we didn't have an accident it's okay someone jumps in front of you in a line and then uh-huh. they realize they cut in front of you they apologize and you say it's okay you uh-huh. have to know when to, to let it go
0: uh-huh.
2: like what difference is it going to make you are reading a magazine in line anyway. That's that's why they didn't know you were in line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Either that, or you are so deep in Facebook or Twitter or whatever on your smart device. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you know, but you have to um, you, you have to ask yourself the hard questions as to whether or not you're going to consider, or, or even that if if you need to mm-hmm. continue on um, with that conversation. So having arguments with people that you care about is different than having um, arguments with people that you don't care about.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So um, it's, I think it's easier to walk away from an argument with people that you don't care about. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can determine that this person is an unreasonable person. This is a senseless um, argument and I'm not going to do it. So the other segment is when you are having that argument with your spouse or your partner or your loved one or family member, Mm -hmm. and they are being unreasonable, or you are being unreasonable. Mm -hmm. That's when it becomes more difficult. Um, And then a question you can ask yourself is, how important is this? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Do I need to win this? Do they even have a point? Are things going to change after we resolve this? Mm -hmm. Is this something that needs to be resolved? Are we talking about a movie on television or are we talking about dinner?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Or going uh, in overhead on a brand new house or, or the new Lexus, or I mean, so there's there's conversations that really must be had, and they may turn into an argument because I really wanted that fine Corinthian leather. Do not take away my 3D optical uh, HUD that splashes across my my windshield. You know what I mean? It's you know, yes. but you know, we'll save thirteen thousand dollars. You know, so yeah, but. Um, it's again, you know, I think with uh and this is just me giving a personal example, there's times where I'm just venting and I, I don't wanna talk about it. I'm just venting somebody did so-and-so, you know, and, um, and so, and then Michelle will be like, oh, but, you know, maybe the, and she's trying to make me feel better when all I want to do is just, you know, let my whistle blow like the tea kettle, and then I'm ready for tea, I'm good, you know what I mean, <laughs> and so there's, there's been a couple times where Michelle was venting, and I'm like, oh, but, you know, and she was like, no, I'm venting, so it's almost like we need a call sign, or, or like some sign that we can just raise up our hand, and it would be in a specific sign language sign, whatever, you know, so it's just like, oh, you're venting cuz I'm loud. I mean, you know, so Michelle's like, "Oh my gosh, we I need to I need to help you." And then no, just let me just let me diffuse this. <laughs> oh, me. But, on your ear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're across the room, you're safe distance. It's all good, you know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, You know, you, you have those discussions where um, when you say, um, well, what are you talking about? Say, oh, I'm just getting it out. And it's okay. Right. I'm just getting it out. Um, right. What happens um, sometimes in those situations, your spouse kind of, you know, get used to you and you guys get to know each other and mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, he's just venting or whatever. Right. And then the other person who's normally just venting says, are you listening to me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. So <laughs> well, then there's another argument.
2: Because the reality of it is when you're venting, you really don't want anyone to give you feedback. Right. right, right. So when you don't want them to get your feedback, right. your partner has to learn whether or not, do you really want me to listen to you, though? Cause, yeah. Or you want me to just, like, be here in earshot and earshot, just, like, you know,
1: <laughs> just in
2: case? Like, um, so I, I think that uh, communication is a big thing. You have to talk about that and be able to say,
1: mm-hmm.
2: just let me vent, just let me, you know, get this out, and you know. But sometimes, especially with um, relationships, really healthy relationships, this happens. You're venting, and you're talking, and you're telling your side of story what happens, and all of a sudden, your spouse hears something that didn't quite make sense. Right. And so they ask, and then you say, wait a minute, are you taking their side?
0: Like, not <laughs> right. And calling it devil's advocate does not make it any easier to swallow, you know? <laughs> oh,
2: God. Oh, okay, all right. right. Yep. You make me laugh really hard there, because I, I do that. Mm-hmm. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because, I mean, because then you're trying to say, you know, I'm just making a point. It's not really my thoughts. I'm just right,
0: exactly you know, yes. coming from, from yeah. you know, no, what I'm gathering is- from this conversation you're having with the air. You know, it's yeah. not like a short rhetorical question. You know, this is like the. <laughs> 10-minute oration on how you've been done wrong. So,
2: <laughs> I think I always tell, um, I get from wives a lot and their husbands are telling the story going on and on and on and on. I say let them finish. And, mm-hmm. it always, and, and it works because it makes the husband laugh. As you look at the husband, you're finished and said, did you need my opinion on anything? And they'll right. say, well, do you have a thought? Well, I mean, you know there was a point in there where you were just clearly wrong,
0: right? <laughs> Either that or you're thinking about what's for supper. <laughs> or, or, you know, it's like, wow, did I did I turn the, the whatever off before walking away from, yeah. So. Or am I still streaming live and they're watching yes. my dog tear up my uh, my... Of collectors action figures yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: i think it's very important that um, spouses are able to event and just share their day or mm-hmm. what's going on and get the stress out that's one way to help yourself become a reasonable person because mm-hmm. you have a soundboard and um you know it's it's important for wives or, or husbands whatever to hold on to that and maybe share it with you later that maybe that wasn't quite the best way to handle that <laughs> right. um But at least you have someone that's uh, sensible, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that can listen to what you have to say. Maybe give you some feedback later. But I think that's a that's a very big deal. But you brought up something that I was not going to go there on the like big ticket items (laughs) that definitely (laughs) lead to arguments for sure. Yeah. You when you get that's you know it's all about that partnership thing when you marry someone you know what their dreams and their goals are. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of have to know that. Right. Uh, that you guys have to have some things in common. It's so interesting to me when I hear a couple. One says, "Oh, this person's a big spender," and this one is like really yeah. nice, and and it just it it's it works because it's healthy. Opposites attract. But then when it comes to really buying things that matter, like homes and cars and so forth, mm-hmm. then it's, there's a there's a there's a clash. Mm-hmm. You say, "Okay, wait a
1: minute."
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, realistic, but you know, in relationships like that, you just teach each other to um to compromise and mm-hmm. have. Um, disagreements and conversations with each other versus arguments. Right. Um, so, in the end, because in the end, the pocketbook's
0: going to win. You know? Right. <laughs> um, well, you hope the logic side of the pocketbook will win anyway, right?
2: right. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> the big thing is can we afford it? Right. Um. And so, if you can afford it, then, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, we'll go ahead and do that. We won't right. do anything as big for a while. But
0: right. <laughs> um, Well, and see, Michelle and I are, are talkers. So, you know, it's before any big purchase or before any huge moves or job changes or whatever. I mean, we're the first ones that we discuss things with, you know, each other. And I remember one time we were at a friend's house, and the wife was saying, "Yeah, he wanted to buy a new BMW," and I said, "No, you will not." And, I, and Michelle <laughs> looked at me like. Oh my gosh! Because Michelle would never say no. She we would talk about it, and I, I would do the same. I mean, you know, we're both reasonable people, and but yeah, the, her eyes were huge. It was like, oh my gosh, what was his reaction? And of course, you know, they argued or whatever. But I mean, you know, I guess that's just the way you know some couples do it. But yeah, but these these no putting the foot down without even listening to you know anything. So,
2: those situations are kind of scary. You Have to you have to take a step back on that because you don't know where that's going to go. I know it's interesting. There's another aspect of how do you um, not get involved when people are having a conversation and you realize that one person is probably being unreasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what do you do with that? Make a phone call. Make a phone call.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Carol, go ahead. I know you had something. I, I just was being a little comic relief. So, but. well, you
2: know, you're you're the movie buff, but it does remind me of um, the movie Sling Blade. <laughs> and uh, the guy goes, "What's that number you call?" Uh, and you so when you said make a phone call, right? Yeah, nine
0: one one. Right. And unless you're a little rascal, you remember how to dial that, right? Because I remember that was one of the funniest lines from the remake. It's like, how do you call nine one one? And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I guess that goes back to Mad Gab, so. <laughs> but, yeah, it's – I actually – when I used to do a lot more group meetings and I was on a uh, uh, filmmaking board over in Charlotte, and mm-hmm. we would have to go to these big, long-winded meetings, and then there were these meetup groups where there was hun- – there were – hundreds of people that would come by and, you know, that want to talk to you and all this other stuff. And yeah, Vanell and I always attended these things together. And I had just said, look, you know what? You see me looking miserable or if I give you the call sign, then you text or call me and then, oh, I've got this call. Excuse me. So that was and then I also asked the kids to do the same at huge family gatherings. I'm like, yeah, if I I do, you know, like a certain move, then please call me and, you know, I'll answer the phone and politely uh, leave. But, yeah, it's it's um, still do that. Do you? No, I don't. Sounds <laughs> like you just told everyone. <laughs> <I know. laughs> or will they ever know the difference? Half of these people, it. I think they were oblivious, and I would excuse myself, and they kept on talking. and it, it, we They could have been surrounded by a bunch of mannequins, and they never would have know, noticed the difference. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the entertainment world. That's where they're so self-absorbed, but that's a whole different topic right there, that's right? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God. How to have a... An argument with the person is self-absorbed. I guess that's a that is a different topic. Oh, um,
1: it is. But it that's is. you know the, yeah. really
2: that actually is the definition of having an argument with a person who's being unreasonable. <laughs> um, right. Right. <laughs> so that you know it it uh, because they're they're not really paying you any attention. Mm-hmm. They're not having an argument for the sake of winning. Um, mm-hmm. That's the person that you're you're talking about. How do you get out of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way. Have an out. Have a plan. Yeah. Uh, there's a commercial that came on, and um, I can't remember exactly what their central focus was, but both of the couples um, were meeting each other for the first time, and they both honestly said to each other that they had plans just in case the day didn't work out. Um, <laughs> and so it's a, it's a way that you have to, like, okay, I already know how this person uh, reacts to certain things, mm-hmm. I always know that this could be some kind of problem or some kind of confrontation. I need to figure out a way to get out of it. That's something that you planned ahead for. So, you know, it's one of those things is that, you maybe having a plan ahead of time of how to get out of situations that could get pretty heated um, mm-hmm. that you really don't want to be involved in. So nobody really wants to be involved in that drama or have an argument with people, mm-hmm. um, but it escalates to that. So um, I think maybe even that answer of how to have an argument with a reasonable person is knowing when to stop,
1: mm-hmm.
2: knowing when to back out, knowing when to shut it down and move away from... Um, that situation is um and you have to be the reasonable person who um takes the first step into rescuing yourself
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um you know and with the unreasonable person i think sometimes um you know letting that person win that argument um because what they're talking about is probably not going to change or define your life right um you know, you can't get someone who supports a different candidate, than you're you not going to change their mind. Right. Um, so, just like, you know, what's the point? I think that, unfortunately for us, um, as human beings, politics has been something to help us see our friends, our true friends, for who they really are.
1: Mm-hmm. Good um, point. Because
2: of, yeah, what they believe in and what they think. Because I've had a couple of my friends, um, well, they, they were friends, um... Mm-hmm but this particular um, political season have have said, we don't really think alike. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, we do think alike. We've always thought alike. Mm -hmm. Um, You just um, think deeper about certain things than I do in certain areas, and so you feel like this candidate represents who you are. The problem is that whatever hatred that some of my friends had inside is now coming out. It mm. doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, but right. because I'm a friend, they feel like it's okay to just kind of talk freely about that. <laughs> and I realize <laughs> really, they're really not reasonable. Right. Because, um, our friendship was defined by something else. So, right. Um, when you're trying to redefine it, then I say, okay, this is not what I consider a reasonable person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because not only are they telling me how they feel and all the anger, Um, you get, but you're different and I understand and, and you got, don't you get me? And I'm talking about you, talking about everybody else. So so you can't tell me that girl's dress is really, really ugly and tell me why it's ugly if I have on the same dress.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) That goes back to Caddyshack where, um, oh my gosh, who's the comedian? Um, oh my gosh. Um. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, he goes in and he's making fun of a a hat that is just so atrocious. And then he looks over at Ted Knight and goes, oh, but it looks good on you. And then he walks up Rodney Dangerfield. And so, yeah, that's – and, you know, it's – I think that if people would look at the broad view, like we collectively would like the United States to be a better place where it's safer and – everybody's on a level playing field to some degree. I mean, just so that it's a better place to live. So stress is reduced. I mean, there's so many different things that we want and there's infinite number of formulas to potentially um, have that change, you know? And, but there's so many hurdles. I mean, like I, I think Obama tried to do a lot and then Congress got in the way as they often do. And then they're also fighting, you know, there's infighting and all this other junk. But I mean, you know, it's, There's realistic expectations with our government and unrealistic expectations. And while really I think, you know, if my great grandmother could, you know, go out to the hickory busher and get a switch or whatever she would call it. And, um, you know, I think sending someone like that in and just whipping all those little three year olds (laughs) that have been there far too long. I'd be down with that, but, but anyway, but I I digress, but I mean, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I think there's just, you know, like some people think, oh, well, this is the way to achieve that ultimate America that really is fictionalized, Um, you know, and so we can agree that we want a better America for our kids, Mm-hmm. Or we can say, well, you know what? You know, I really wish that um you know, Ross Perot had been president. You know, I'm still grumpy about that or whatever, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's a, yeah, it's a, it's scary. But I, I, I like what you said. I wish they would start some type of um trend like that. Um mm-hmm. where you're saying we all want yeah. America to be this way, mm-hmm. even if it's fictional, we all <laughs> think that there's a different way of going about it, but right. we also all have to be patient, um, and we all have to participate in its greatness. It's not going to happen to people in politics. are not going to be able to just miraculously make it happen for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can become active participants in making our world the way we want it to be, mm-hmm. our, our inner circle, right? because we all live very differently, mm-hmm. um, but if we can work on what, what we can do um, mm-hmm. as a people, as individuals, um, then I think that that will help um, it doesn't matter who's in politics. Who's mm-hmm. in office.
0: Just, and it we're, probably we're, starts we're, at your local grocery store when right. someone cuts in front of you and you say, it's okay. You know yeah. what I mean? And you diffuse that and then hopefully they will pay positive forward versus yes. get your butt in the back of the line I just- <laughs> before I punch you in the face because oh, you <laughs> have <having laughs> 21 groceries and you're in the 20 line. You know, yes. so Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, I know I've, I've, um, I've actually
2: done that, been in the 10 items or less with 11 items going, Oh man, you know,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get caught here. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, but, yeah, but you know, uh, yeah. yeah, I've been there too. And, and there's times where I'm like, ah, maybe this was a group of things. So like four yogurts are considered <laughs> one. They're all the same thing. I don't know. So, yeah. But, you know, but then again, I do try to, you know, if the guy or or girl comes up and they, you know, it's just a gallon of milk, I forgot this, then jump in front of me. There's no reason for you to, you know, be, you know, waiting for my 20 items and, you know, uh, whatever, you know, might as well just, you know, so I I do, I, I agree with you. I think it's, you know, in our personal walk, if we will try to sew positive seed so that maybe people will pay it for it's like the the guy in the mercedes after everybody else would not let me over i took my exit and i thought both lanes would let me onto the other highway and it didn't so i'm slowing down with my turn signal and people are just being bumper to bumper they and they're still doing 80 but they're making sure i can't get over and then finally this dude in a really really nice mercedes slows down waves me over and I'm like, dude, you didn't have to, but you did. And I appreciate it, you know? So <laughs> so be that person, you know? Be that person. I don't know about you, but there are times when I reflect on the things that I was so passionate about, you know? I was so outspoken about um, over the last 20 years. And really, I don't know why. I mean, like, now I could give less of crap. And I think it goes down your checklist as far as, you know, Will it matter in the future? You know, I mean, what? Um, Toby Maguire is Spider Man. Who gives a crap now? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of like uh, Jared Leto being the new Joker. Well, he was no Heath Ledger. Well, Heath Ledger's dead, so is the Joker dead? I mean, you know, but so do you like his performance? Did you compare? Did you build your hopes up or whatever? But really, I- I'm much more open to, um, being surprised, happily surprised, uh, with things. I mean, would so-and-so make a good president? I don't know. I have my apprehensions or maybe I'm positive about it, but I mean, you know, I hope if whoever gets in there, I hope that they will make America better. I hope that, um, you know, I mean, like everybody was making such a stink about Ben Affleck playing Batman and I apologize. I keep going back to you know, my movies, but anyway, but you know, when it, but I, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? He has the chin for it. I was trying to find something positive, and then he he did fine with it. I thought he was he was a fine Batman. But, um, but I mean, you know, is there a quick checklist that when you're getting geared up to take up for you know, like, um, you know, I think white walls are the best, and and no pictures, and like minimalism, no curtains, you know, um, versus, I mean, like our bedroom is loud as far as all the colors and everything on the wall and stuff mm-hmm. and, and lamps. And, and so, you know, but I mean, really, how do you, is there a quick checklist you can go down to, you know, is this going to make any difference? Is it just something for me? Why do I want to argue it? You know, I mean, like is there something that we could do before we engage in a discussion that is potentially explosive?
2: I think am um, stopping, uh, stopping yourself And, um, taking a deep breath and then Mm -hmm. really thinking about what is the point of this conversation Mm -hmm. and how do you really feel aside from this argument about this person that you're having this conversation with. Mm -hmm. And if you can think about, like, if I was having a conversation with my son and he was going back and forth with me, okay, my son never does this. This is like a poor example. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He like he's a he's a yes ma'am, but right. just in case he was, you know, he's becoming a teenager now, so he's going back and forth with me. I have to stop, stop myself, breathe, look at him. It's easy to do with the little kids, mm-hmm. and realize just how much you love this person, mm-hmm. and you don't want to say or do anything that's going to hurt their feelings. That you're going to have to sorry, f- be sorry for, because I believe love means never having to say you're sorry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If you could put yourself back in that right mindset and frame that you really care about this person in front of you, you can stop yourself from going there where the argument goes much further past where it needs to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can do the same thing for a person you don't care that much about or that mm-hmm. you don't know and say to yourself, I don't care that much about this person. I don't know this person. In your own mind, you can stop the argument because it's not, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, you said a quick checklist is breathe. Stop. Breathe. Don't stop breathing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Although that would end an argument pretty quickly. Carry on.
2: <laughs> stop, take right. a deep breath and think about the situation that you're in and how important is it to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In show business you start thinking maybe that will work. Mm-hmm. Let's try it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: just move on. Because you can say all day that something won't work or something is this is not going to work for that. But if if you have an opportunity to try it then mm-hmm. you can once see if If it's going to work, the idea that they're putting off and the other person can see if it's going to work and then you can go from there Mm -hmm. because you can see where it is or is not a success. So Mm -hmm. how much time is it going to take to um, listen to the other point person's point of view to maybe do things the way they're uh, proposing to do it and going Mm -hmm. from there? I'm not talking about buying big ticket items. You can't buy Lexus to get it home and see whether or not (laughs) you like it. (laughs) But, right, and <laughs> yeah, just having a simple uh, disagreement um, or argument, I just think, you know, if the checklist is going to be, you know, stop, take a deep breath, think about how you feel about a person standing in front of you and make your decision from there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because if you really care about a person, you'll start to feel love and you realize I cannot be yelling and screaming at this person and being all angry and and, um, and hit below the belt because I'm going to be sorry later. Yeah, and I definitely. don't want to say I'm sorry. I hate saying I'm sorry. I hate having something be sorry for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to, uh, you know, apologize and move on. But that doesn't work with people that you love.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I don't, I, you know, I don't have time to make up. I just want to go and just do and be caring.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, I think just um, you have to, you have to stop yourself. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and other people, it throws them off. If you're being considerate of them, it throws them off. They're not going to continue to argue with you, going, wait, wait, what happened? Right. So now I'm sounding crazy because you're like all quiet and saying it's okay, you understand. I can't argue about myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. There, there's some people that just, they are so happy that they really... They just want to accommodate, as long as it's all positive. But, I mean, you know, there was one friend of mine who is so non-competitive. And, I mean, you, you play me in a game... I'm I mean, like, the kids laugh at me, we play Star Wars Trouble, right? And I, I'll send everybody back. You know, I mean, I'm going around, I will, you know, and then after a while, they catch on that they should really be sending me back to, you know, and we, but I mean, you know, there's a friend of mine who we I wanted to play a video game one time he came over and, yeah, I was stomping him. I'm like, dude, come on. And I was trying to smack talk and, he was just like, I, I don't care, man. This is just fun having some time down. So, yeah, that's the the much more, you know, I'm sure he doesn't have high blood pressure and, you know, no stress and, you know, all that. So, <laughs> you have to look at all the sideline benefits of just being relaxed and, you know, and not not arguing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you know, I always have to stop and say, what, is it, what does it mean to me?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so... And two, you don't want to get in anyone's way. I mean, as um, now, this is a trivial example, but I mean, you know, it's I was disappointed by Suicide Squad. But am I going to say it was the worst movie ever and have other people not go see it? Um, I would rather people go and make up their own mind. And so on the larger scale, when we get in somebody's way and, oh, well, uh, you know, Trump Hillary, they're evil. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, well, then, you know, it, I may put somebody on a path that they don't even need to go on you know, and mm-hmm. it's their journey too. And it's kind of like sharing the road. It may be, you know, and when you're going to North Carolina, that's some of my taxes. It's not necessarily yours. Although if you bought gas, it is, but you know, I mean, you, you share the road. So mm-hmm. you have to share life. You have to share, um, you know, the, the moment with whoever happens to be around and, and mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I, think I feel at, uh, you know, in reflection, there have been too many times where I've gotten in people's way. You know, like, you can't do that in a movie, or you can't build that and have it, you know, whatever, and you know, I should have let them try, because at least if they failed, then they learned a lesson. But if they succeeded, holy cow, I can build a uh, 4K camera for a dollar? That's amazing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> 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 so, even even though it seemed illogical at the time, you know, maybe there was some logic behind it. You know, they had done the math; they knew how to pinch time, space, and now we can space travel. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> very good. So, any final words to wrap it up, or
2: um, you know, I think that the biggest thing is um, and I keep you know, kind of reiterating, uh, going back to uh, what are you what are you getting out of that um, mm-hmm. argument. Um, what's your point? What's your motive in it? Um, how do you care about the person you're having a conversation with? Uh, in hopes to help. I, I, I guess the the answer is the way you have an argument with uh, uh, an unreasonable person, where you have an um, argument with a person that's reasonable, is you be the reasonable person.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: can only control you. Mm-hmm. you can only um, think for yourself. You can only stop your part of that disagreement. Um, and then, and that's the big thing is that, um, stop trying to think that you can change a person or change their thoughts or change their mind, uh-huh. um, change their opinion of things. Um, think about what you can do for you. If both parties are actively trying to be the reasonable person, mm-hmm. then you won't have an argument. Mm-hmm. You might disagree on some things, but you won't have an argument.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. And would it be fair to say that you should evaluate whether, you know, is this argument, is this for, because you want to help somebody or hurt somebody? Because I know I've heard a lot of arguing where it's just, you know, I want my point to pierce your heart so that you will feel like crap, you know what I mean? And, um, and so, you know, and, and those are certainly pointless arguments, but uh, I, I don't know that some people actually think it through. You know, which is just kind of reiterating what you've you've said numerous times. You know, I mean, is this something that's going to matter in the future?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very interesting point of view, but it definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> have, you know, that's another thing too. Is um, the other part of that is thinking about what is it that you're perceiving this person is trying to get out of you you know are they trying to break you down are they trying to convince you to do something that you're totally against um mm-hmm. you know uh you wouldn't argue with the person who you knew the end result was that they wanted to hurt you or they wanted to break you down or they wanted you to um mm-hmm. give up your own morals um you know for something that you disagree with so you don't have an argument with that kind of person because they're not looking out for your
0: best interest Mm-hmm. So, yeah and I think that's the the wonderful thing. When you have that relationship with someone um, like my relationship with Michelle, I know that whatever she says, even though I may not necessarily like what she's saying at times, um, she is always looking after my best interest and loves me and wants me to be healthy and happy. And I want the same. And so that. I think if you if you trust somebody, then that's the way you view their words. They're not out to pin you down, uh, strip you down, and throw you out in the desert. They want you to be fully clothed and comfortable, and they want to to look after you.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. That's important. That's very important to know, to have a good idea about where the other person that you you're having a disagreement with,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, where they're coming from. You know, mm-hmm. Are they really looking out for your best interest, or is this really... This is really bad argument when you know the person does not mean anything positive for you. They're not trying to help you at all. Mm-hmm. So it's a good point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should uh, wrap it up, but this has been a very fun uh, conversation because I think that really too many people live for the argument and they should uh, live for the discussion instead. Have a much more peaceful world. Yeah, (laughs) much more peaceful world. We need peace. We do desperately, and we need love across the board, and uh, the best we can do to understand each other because we're we're human. So it's inconceivable and frustrating at times trying to figure out why someone is you know doing what they're doing. But and this is the ridiculous. kind of example but this is something that happened to me and it just popped into my head when I was a little kid my dad took me out shoe shopping and we were in a department store downtown uh and so anyway he they measured my foot or whatever and then they told me to slide my foot in the shoe and I I kept pulling it off and I was probably two years old three years old and my dad was getting so angry with me he's like it on and stand up. Right. And one of the nails through the heel, there were dress shoes. One of the nails came through and that was poking me in the foot. So that's why I did not want to put it on and stand up. So once they figured it out, then I was no longer the bad child. I was like, you know, uh-huh. oh, oh, my goodness, we understand why he's being so obstinate, you know. Uh-huh. And so, so I think, <laughs> in a way, if we can kind of understand that someone maybe has a nail in their shoe, maybe there's a reason for, yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I <like> this. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the 18 Degrees Below Horizon podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nicola Felton and John Fouts. While Dr. Nicola is a psychotherapist and certified life coach, a podcast is a one-way street, so please consider this podcast for inspirational purposes only. If you feel you have mental health needs, please seek a professional therapist so that you might find your own mental wellness. Happiness is possible.